Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening and watching Corvette Today, the show that talks about everything Corvette and the only current podcast dedicated to Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. Corvette Today is brought to you by Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or offer a wheel exchange for most models, and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com today or call 833-639-4231. You can listen to Corvette today on all podcast platforms. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say, hey, Google or Alexa, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Be sure and visit the updated Corvette Today website. It's corvettetoday.com. You can also access everything there, including the Corvette Today merchandise store. You can also join the Corvette Today Facebook group there and sign up for Corvette Today emails, notifications, and updates at corvettetoday.ck.page. And if you like YouTube, you can subscribe to the Corvette Today YouTube channel. See all Corvette Today episodes on YouTube. And be sure and patronize our flagship sponsors of Corvette today, Aerolari Wheels, a true forged wheel with over 20 different unique styles to choose from for your C8 and wide-body versions of the C7, C6, and C5 Corvettes. It's an amazing value, starting at only $23.88 for a set of four fully forged wheels. And use the promo code CT111 and get $100 off your purchase. Visit aerolari.com, that's A-E-R-O-L-A-R-R-I.com, and use the promo code CT111 for your $100 discount. And Soul Performance Products, developed and manufactured in the United States, the Soul Performance Products exhaust portfolio has been tailored to elevate the experience of the world's most exciting sports cars, including the latest generation of the Corvette. Soul Performance Products at S-O-U-L-P-P.com, the official performance exhaust of Corvette today. Also, MidEngineCorvetteForum.com, the forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette. Meet a lot of Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at MidEngineCorvetteForum.com. And a shout-out to Corvette Forum and CanadianCorvetteForum.com, welcoming Corvette enthusiasts from around the world. My guest on today's show is the Plant Body Systems Area Manager for the Bowling Green Assembly Plant. In layman's terms, that means he's the man in charge of the paint shop and the body shop for Corvette. You see him at numerous NCM bashes before. His name is Chuck Valentini. Chuck, welcome to Corvette Today. Hi, Steve. Hey, it's great to be here today. I appreciate the invite and for the chance to talk with you and to talk to our Corvette customers. It's an honor and a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. Chuck, first of all, let's talk about you personally. Talk about your childhood. Where'd you grow up? Talk about your family. And did you grow up in a car family? Yes. So for me, Maryland is home. That's where I was born, raised, and grew up. I definitely came from a car family. In fact, my family has 120 years of service to General Motors. My grandfather was an hourly employee in Baltimore, Maryland at the Baltimore Assembly Plant. 
My dad worked at that plant and both of them worked for 35 years. My brother worked for General Motors and then myself. And here in September is my 29th year with General Motors. So when you add that all up, it's 120 years of service to GM. And so I think that that would qualify as us coming from a car family. (laughs) (laughs) My dad used to race cars, used to race quarter mile for Pontiac in a Pontiac GTO. And so it was kind of just something that I'd always been exposed to and happy to have been exposed to that. And so that's kind of my background and where I grew up. That's amazing. So you knew you were a car guy from birth, didn't you? Yeah, I kind of did. I'll tell you when I really knew it for sure. My dad had a 76 Corvette. It was white with a four-speed, and he had done a lot of work to that car from a performance perspective. And when it would start in our garage, it would shake my mom's china closet. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And that's when I kind of knew, you know, you kind of have that feeling that, hey, I like that. That's cool. How did he get to do that? And what made that special? And so that kind of was the beginnings of it for me. And of course, that was even younger. But even when I was 16, I took my driver's test in a new Camaro C28. And that wasn't necessarily our plan. That wasn't (laughs) what my parents wanted me to use. But our other family car was this big Oldsmobile 98. And that thing was too big for me to park. So the Camaro it was, I had to take the Camaro to the driver's test, you know, and we were a little worried that they might be like, hey, do we want to give a license to a 16 year old if he's driving this Camaro Z28? But I could park that car well. And so that's why we took that. And it worked out well. And, you know, passed my test, of course, but it worked out good to always being exposed to cars like that. And it really came from dad, you know, wanting to have cars like that in the family. And I think that to have a car like a Corvette, it needs to be built by people that are car guys, right? People that have a passion for cars like our customers have. It's a special car, right? It's not something that's just designed to give you basic transportation. It's something that makes you feel special when you're driving it. Something that makes you want to just drive, even if you don't have a destination. And I think in order to build something like that, you need car guys on the team building it. Absolutely right. And you know what? When you went to get your driver's license, I'm sure you impressed the guy that got on the car and took the test with you, didn't you? Well, yeah, I made sure I was very careful with it and uh, (laughs) didn't throw a lot of RPMs in it and was able to park it really well. And so passed the test with no problems. But there was a little concern with me bringing it just because, you know, you don't want to give a kid a car like that. But it went well and it was a lot of fun. My parents also had, when I was in my senior year of high school, they had a Buick Grand National. I'm sure all your listeners remember what a phenomenal car that Buick Grand National was. And that was actually the car I took to my senior prom. I was really excited about that. And so I think, you know, when you look at it, it's fair to say I grew up in a car family. That's a great story. Well, buddy, where did you go to school? What did you study in college? So I went to Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore. Yep. I have a master's degree from there in applied sciences. When I went to do that, you know, Johns Hopkins is, I think it's, you know, a really good school. But one of the things that they tell you that they do different is they want to teach you how to think. You know, they don't want you to just learn formulas or to give them back how to do something. They want you to understand it and understand how to use it and how to develop it. And I think those skills that I learned there, 
there gave me a good baseline for wanting to drive improvements and innovation in what I get to do now. And so I feel really fortunate that I was able to learn things in school that I actually get to apply to my day job, right? Because there's a lot of folks, you know, that went to school for one thing and then in reality, they now are in the world making a living doing something else. So I thought it worked out pretty well for me that I was able to learn something in school and then apply it to my actual job. I thought it was a really good education there and and prepared me for what was going to happen after school. Definitely. Now talk about when you got to General Motors and what was your first job once you got there? So for me, I started in Baltimore. Like we had said, Maryland was home and I started at the Baltimore assembly plant. I was a process engineer in our body shop. So I had responsibility for dimensional control and did mechanical projects in the body shop. And I'll tell you, one of the things that was special for me when I started there, there was still some folks there, some hourly folks in the plant that had worked with my grandfather. And so they had said to me, hey, are you Sam Valentini's boy? I said, well, Sam was my grandfather and he had passed away when I was 13. And so it was neat to have friends of his that were in that plant and then to see me come, you know, they knew my dad because my dad worked there and then to see me come in, that was special for me. And so I really enjoyed that and made me know I was in the right spot doing the right things. And I did a couple of different engineering jobs in Baltimore, was there for about five years and then left there and went to our Shreveport, Louisiana plant as the reliability engineering manager down at that facility. And I was there for about two years. And then I got promoted to quality operations manager at our Linden, New Jersey plant. And I did that for about two years and then became the paint superintendent at that plant. They wanted to make a change in paint. And so the plant manager at the time decided that's where I was going to go. I went there and it was really a, a good thing for me because paint and body both really are a specialty type field. And people, once you get into those areas with their company, that's kind of where you stay and you develop through, unless you don't like those areas. But I really do. I like the challenge in them. And so that started my paint career. And when I left, Linden. I went to our Lansing Grand River operations in Lansing, Michigan. I was the paint shift leader there. Wow. And we built some Cadillac products, including the V-Series Cadillacs. From there, I went to our Lansing Delta Township plant, which is also in Michigan as a paint shift leader there. And that's where I was before I came here to Bowling Green in this job is the body and paint area manager. So you add all that up, it was 29 years, six different plants and a bunch of different assignments within those years. Wow. That's amazing, buddy. We'll talk about the transition over to the Bowling Green assembly plant and handing up the paint and body shop there. That was actually a really cool day when I got the phone call to say, hey, would you be interested in coming to the Bowling Green Assembly Plant for this job? When they offered me to come, I tell you, it was not any thought at all for me. I mean, one, in my opinion, if you're going to be in the car business, what else do you want to build? Exactly. (laughs) You're working for GM. And so that was a great honor for me to be able to come work on this car, you know, because it truly is a special car. And to work on it, I feel privileged to do that, to come here and take that on. On a personal note, my brother was also at this assembly plant. As I mentioned to you, he worked for GM and he started in Baltimore and then he came here. And in fact, he spent most of his General Motors career here in Bowling Green. So to be able to come and kind of be reunited with our family, if you will, 
He had unfortunately been diagnosed with cancer and was going through cancer treatments. And so it worked out just so well for me because I was able to be here and support him through his final years. And to have that important family time during a troublesome time for us, that was important from a family perspective. And then the excitement of being able to work at Bowling Green and work on the Corvette program, that was just great. And we knew when I came here, which was in 2014, that we were going to build a new paint shop. And that was going to be one of the projects that I was going to work on. So it was definitely a lot of excitement during that period of time for me when I made the transition to come here. Very cool. And buddy, that was a perfect segue because we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the new paint expansion at the Bowling Green Assembly Plant coming up next on Corvette Today. We all know that wheels make the car. Wheelcraft will help you take your Corvette to new levels. Wheelcraft offers the world's best PVD chrome finish available on the market. Available in bright chrome and black chrome. Wheelcraft nails it in both appearance and durability. And it comes with a five-year warranty against brake dust burns, pitting, peeling, and color delimination. Wheelcraft is also ISO certified. Whether you're having your wheels refinished or an exchange transaction, there is no core fee, no deposit, and you don't pay for the finished wheels until they are installed on your car. Wheelcraft insists on complete satisfaction before you pay. Hear from one of our customers. I picked up a brochure at the National Corvette Museum and we took delivery of our new C8. I called Wheelcraft and in 15 minutes I ordered the new bright ice chrome wheels. Wheelcraft's follow-up and follow-through is superb. The wheels arrived on Sunday, installed on Monday, and cores were returned same day. The wheels are the highest quality I've ever seen and they look awesome. Great prices, great customer service from initial contact to installation. Thanks, Dennis from Nashville. In many cases, Wheelcraft offers finished wheels on exchange or will apply this new finish to your wheels. Either way, Wheelcraft treats your wheels as their own. Visit our website at wheelcraft.com or call us at 833-840-5334. Arrive in style with Wheelcraft. Car Capsule brings you the official multi-award winning Corvette SC1 Showcase. It's the ultimate form of protection, preservation, and presentation for your Corvette. No dust, mold, or mildew. This officially licensed GM product features all eight Corvette flag logos, Corvette branding on the panels, a carbon fiber look and feel, and interior chip onboard lighting, plus the IntelliCharge battery charger with the fan backup system. It takes only five minutes to inflate and it won't collapse when you open the doors or during a power loss. It's a a freestanding drive-in, drive-out operation. See it at carcapsule.com or call 219-945-9493. The Radiator Grill Store offers C8 Corvette A-pillar wind diffusers in beautiful carbon fiber or OEM gloss black that help reduce wind buffeting when a window is open. Easy installation and OEM fitment. Plus, get 10% off your total purchase with the promo code CT10 at radiatorgrillstore.com. When you want to buy a Corvette, or any Chevrolet for that matter, get yours from Hendrick Chevrolet Shawnee Mission, located in Kansas City. Hendrick Chevrolet is the largest Corvette dealership and showroom in the Midwest. With a knowledgeable sales staff and Corvette sales specialists on hand, they'll help you build the Corvette of your dreams, and they ship nationwide. With Corvette-certified master mechanics on site and a huge parts department, with over 24,000 parts and $2 million in inventory, Hendrick Chevrolet is well-equipped to take care of your every need, from sales to service to collision repair, Hendrick Chevrolet has you covered. Visit ChevyUSA.com or call 913-384-1550. You're enjoying the only current podcast on Corvettes, Corvette Today. 
Thanks for checking out Corvette today on podcast and YouTube. It's the only current podcast dedicated to Corvette. Corvette today is brought to you by Wheelcraft. Car show season is here and you want your Corvette looking its best. Dress it up with bright chrome or black chrome wheels. Visit wheelcraft.com and learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or do a wheel exchange and you get a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com today or call them at 833-639-4231. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me is Chuck Valentini, the Bowling Green Assembly Plant Paint Shop and Body Shop Manager. In segment number two, we're going to talk about the expansion of Bowling Green. Chuck, GM spent $439 million in upgrades and expansion, and the plant expanded by 450,000 square feet for the C8. Talk about the paint shop and the body shop before the massive upgrade, and then we'll transition into what it is now. Sure. Well, frankly, our paint shop that was here was a very old shop. It did not have the technology or the means in it to produce the world-class finish that was befitting our car and that we knew our customers were looking for. And so as the C8 was being designed, we knew it was going to be an exceptional and awesome car. And it was going to be a car that we didn't have to make any excuses for. And so we wanted to make sure that we elevated the paint finish of that car to the same level that the rest of the car was going to be. And when we assessed the old paint shop that we had here, there was no way we could retrofit that to accomplish what we wanted to do. So General Motors made the decision to make this extremely large capital expenditure to build this new paint shop here in Bowling Green. In fact, that price that you quoted, that $439 million, that was the price of the paint shop alone. Wow. The other expansions that we did cost additional money. Our body shop was nice. It had been recently refreshed for the C7, but we did have to replace that for the C8. The move to the mid-engine architecture obviously changed significantly the whole body structure of the car, and that necessitated us building a new body shop as well. So there's a brand new body shop here at the plant, and then, of course, the paint shop. Paint shops are the most expensive portion of our assembly plants, partly from the technology that's in them, but also from all of the infrastructure and environmental controls that go along with supporting that paint process. So that's how we kind of made the decision and then started on the process so that when we launched C8, we knew we needed the new body shop, but we also wanted the new paint shop so that we could elevate the finish of the car to be befitting the car. That's amazing. That's a lot of money just for a paint shop, $439 million. It is. Now, the paint equipment at the Bowling Green Assembly Plant is also very revolutionary. You don't paint Corvettes like a traditional car is painted. Talk about that and how the Bowling Green Assembly Plant is on the cutting edge of painting cars. You're right. I mean, you can imagine a company like General Motors, when we build shops, in this case, paint shops, we have a standard bill of process, if you will, as to how we should do it. And that's how we build our paint facilities. This one is a one-off design. And it's because here we're painting composite body panels. There are issues with composite body panels. They don't like heat. For example, they can't withstand the same heat that a metal body vehicle has, there's some porosity in them where they're porous and they'll actually absorb some of the fluid package into the panel itself, which is not normal when you deal with an aluminum or a steel body panel. 
So one of the things that we did when we were designing this shop is it's like, okay, this is our clean sheet approach. What do we need? What do we want to do here that will be different, that'll overcome the challenges of the composite body? So we use the composites, right? They're great. They're lightweight. They allow us to hold really great shapes, some nice angularity shapes. And that's what we use them. It's just a little tougher for us to paint. So how are we going to do that? I'll highlight three of them. One is I'll mention the low bake. So as we talked about not liking heat, so we have to bake at a significantly lower temperature than a normal paint shop does. That requires differences in our oven technology, the lengths of our ovens, and then even in the paint formulation itself so that we get the appropriate cure on the vehicle. And then another big change of this shop is we have a robotic wet sand process here. So what we do is all of our panels are primed twice. That's not normal. Normal paint shops, they're primed once. But for us, the first layer of prime that's added is added by our supplier, and it has a conductivity additive to it to make our panels conductive. During the painting process, what you do is you charge the paint and we ground the body. And this aids in paint applications so that the paint goes where we want it to on the panel. Well, composite panels aren't naturally conductive, so we had to have an additive to it, right? And then the other advantage of adding two layers of prime, because then we prime them after we receive them, that gives us a double layer of prime and then we sand part of the primer off to create a smoother surface. I would describe it this way. If you think of a car's primer as the canvas for a painting, so the better that canvas is, the better the final product will be. We spent a lot of time, energy, and effort to improve the canvas, if you will, before we paint it. And that's why we did that. And then I'll tell you the last major difference or one of the other major differences I'll talk about is we added additional spray booth capacity in the shop so that we can paint cars slower with multiple passes when we paint them. Paint doesn't like you to put it all on at one time. I'm sure everyone's done their Home Depot weekend painting project. And if you put too much on, you see what happens with that. You'll get some sags and things of that nature. So think of it as you want to double coat it. It's the same thing when we paint cars. We want to double pass all of them when they're in our spray booths, right? So when they're painted, you'll watch the robots paint them, and then you'll see either that robot or one of the adjacent robots, depending on the panel, goes back over it and does it again. And that gives us the ability to more precisely control the paint fluids and ultimately improve the appearance of the car. All of those things I mentioned were designed to improve appearance and reduce orange peel, right? Orange peel is something that's naturally inherent in a paint process, in any paint process. But we tried to do these things that have significantly reduced the amount of orange peel that's there on our cars. Very nice. And that's a big deal in the car industry, especially in the high-end cars like Corvette. Orange peel is a big deal, and it's great to see that you guys have addressed that and are working to almost eliminate that as well. Yes, Corvette customers take their cars, like you say, to the museum, to the bash, to the various other shows. They like show the cars and they want to have a good finish on it. That was clearly one of our goals with the new shop is to improve the finish of the car. And a lot of that technology that I mentioned, we did specifically to make the appearance of the car better. And, and I think the data shows and the feedback that we've gotten shows that people can see the difference in the car as a result of that. Definitely. Chuck, talk about the role you played in the expansion. Did you have a personal role in the equipment and the facility and the layout and everything? Yes, I would say the first thing we did, because a lot of the things we did in this building, we've not done them before. 
we tested some of this in our old paint shop. Okay. So the robotic sanding process, for example, we didn't have robots to do that in the old shop. So we built some panels by hand to simulate what the robot would do, then painted them through that shop to see what the improvement was. And even with the paint technology that we had over there, the spray applications that we had there, even with that older technology, we saw the improvements. And because we were able to do that and validate it and show folks that, listen, yes, it's going to cost us more money by adding these extra processes, but look at the result and look what it's going to be when we do that. That was a big enabler for us. So by being here and being involved, and I had responsibility for the old shop as well when I got here. So having that as well as working on this one, that let me use resources, right, to be able to do things like that testing to show that, hey, this is absolutely something we need to do. Very cool. Now talk about that very first Corvette that was painted in the new paint shop because I know you had to be nervous and excited all at the same time. What was it? What generation of Corvette was painted? What was the color that first came out of that new paint shop? Yeah, so the first car that we painted, it was a white C7. It was March 28th of 2017. Wow. The reason I know that so particularly is because that was so special to me that the hood from that car is hanging on the wall right outside my office. (laughs) And there's a sign on it with the date telling you that this was the first car painted in this paint shop. It has the date on it there of March 28th. And it's signed by the members of the paint shop team. For sure, it was nervous and exciting, like you said, at both times. I mean, we spent a couple of years working on what this was going to be and making decisions about what it was going to do and how we were going to process cars. And when you do that, and when you do something that's different than GM's standard bill of process for shops, in our case, we knew we were doing the right thing, but it hadn't been done before. So yes, I was very nervous when we painted that car, but I got to tell you, that's one of my best days that I've had at working for GM, the rewarding feeling that when we ran that through here and it all worked and it turned out and it looked the way we wanted it to, it was like, wow, that was truly a memorable moment. It's one that I absolutely won't forget in my career. That's a fantastic memory. Well, buddy, let's take our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about how you paint Corvettes at the Bowling Green Assembly Plant coming up next on Corvette Today. Are you ready for a better insurance policy without the Corvette tax? With agreed value protection, the value of your collector vehicle will never change. Plus, you'll save money. Get a quick quote at ncminsurance.com. Are you ready to take your Corvette to the next level? Look no further than Classic Trim Customs. As the number one supplier for American hydrocarbon, we've manufactured some of the most impressive Corvette parts on the market, from engine bay panels to splitters and side skirts. With over 30 years of experience in hydrographics, we've perfected the technique and use only state-of-the-art materials and equipment to ensure the highest quality and precision. Visit our website at ClassicTrimCustoms.com or give us a call at 305-258-3090 to learn more about our products and services. Whether you want to create a show-stopping ride or just add a touch of personalization, the sky is the limit with Classic Trim Customs. Let us help you create the Corvette of your dreams. 
Hey, honey, are you awake? Mm, I am now. I can't sleep. Since turning 50, I keep dreaming of a red door and a blue door, somehow knowing there are only choices for retirement. Okay. Through the red door, we outlive our money. We have to rely on our kids. We're stuck on a fixed income. It's terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. But through the blue door, our money outlives us. We retire on our terms. Our kids stay our kids, not our caretakers. We make work optional. Yes, that's much better. That's what I want too. But what do we do? We call True Wealth and Company at 913-653-8783. They specialize in helping successful people make work optional. They're our fiduciary Blue Door personal wealth managers. Hey, where are you going? It's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm going to check out True Wealth and Company online at retirewithtrue.com. That Blue Door is going to be our retirement. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. VetFinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website with classified ads starting at just $25. And every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, VetFinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E Finders.com. And now, back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks once again for listening and watching Corvette Today, the show that talks about everything Corvette. Brought to you by Wheelcraft. Car show season is here. You want your Corvette looking its best. Well, dress it up with bright chrome or black chrome wheels. Visit wheelcraft.com and learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or do a wheel exchange, and you get a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com today or call them 833-639-4231. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me is Chuck Valentini, the paint shop and body shop manager at the Bowling Green Assembly Plant. In this third and final segment, we're going to talk more about how Bowling Green paints Corvettes. Chuck, your new paint shop added new tooling and robots, and everything is state-of-the-art, and it's environmentally safe, too. Why don't we talk about that? Because your dry scrub booth technology and the LED lighting and all the new robots, the high-efficiency baking ovens, those are all state-of-the-art. Yes, they are. And so we talked earlier about some of the enhancements in the shop that were designed to support quality. Well, you just mentioned some of the enhancements in our shop that were designed to support the environment and for us to be good corporate citizens in the environment and as well as provide a good environment for our people to be in. So you mentioned our dry scrub technology, and that's one I'm really proud of. And we've won a number of awards from the state of Kentucky for this technology. Because in a normal paint shop, the paint that doesn't get onto a vehicle when you spray it, it goes down below the spray booth into a paint recovery system that is essentially a giant waterfall that captures the paint. And then that water goes out to a waste treatment plant. The paint gets removed from it. And what you're left with is a paint sludge that you then have to dispose of. Well, here, we don't have that. You know, first, our transfer efficiency is very high. So we don't put a lot of paint below the booth into the dry scrub system. But the paint that does go down there, it's captured by a crushed limestone. 
So there's a limestone bed underneath of our booth and the paint falls into it. And then as it attaches itself to the limestone, it's gently agitated down. And because it's heavier, it goes to the bottom and it's evac'd out of the booth automatically by our equipment. And there's two farm silos on the east side of the paint shop. And one has clean new limestone in it, and one has limestone that's been used. And we get a truck twice a week that brings us fresh limestone, and then one that takes away the used limestone. And the great thing with it is that limestone then goes out and is made into cement. And so we don't have the waste stream of having to deal with paint sludge. That's one of the great technologies that's in the shop that helps us from an environmental standpoint. You know, we want to be good corporate citizens everywhere that we operate. I mean, we all live here and we want to do our part. And that's a huge thing that's a part of us doing that. I would say as far as you mentioned some of our other enhancements, of course, we have state-of-the-art LED lighting that is designed to allow the operators to see the surface of the paint better, but of course use less energy, are high-efficiency baking ovens. And if you think of a paint oven, it's nothing like the ovens in our house, right? There's not a door that opens and closes. They're giant tubes, and the car goes in and it moves through the tubes, and it's exposed to a ramp up in temperature, then it maintains temperature, and then it comes down as the car comes out. But these ovens are designed so precisely that we don't need doors on them, and you can stand next to them and the heat's not coming out. Right. So if you open your oven at home when you're cooking, you're going to feel a lot of heat come out. You could stand at the end of our ovens and you're like, wow, I think I should feel a lot of heat coming out. But the way we have them balanced, we keep the hot air in there. Paint is such a complicated process and there's so many technologies that go into it. It's one of the things that I enjoy about it is because there is a lot to it. A lot of things that we can do to make the process better for our cars, but also better for the environment and other aspects as well. That's fascinating, Chuck. Talk about how long it took to actually get from the planning stage of the expansion all the way to completion. Because I've got to imagine there was a lot of years in the planning part of this. And did you play a part in putting all the plans together? We did. That's something that's very fortunate because normally when you do a project like this, at least with General Motors, we're building the standard bill of process templates and the shop basically is designed and then it goes to the field and it gets built and commissioned. But here, because we did so many things that were unique and this was a one-off shop, the team here, myself, we were integrally involved in designing the shop so that we could have things like the robotic wet sand. We have the blackout process on the third floor where we spray the blackout material that's underneath of the rear hatch and then the hood on the front of the car, the frunk. That's a process that's not in any of our other shops. And so while GM has subject matter experts in many things, they don't have in some of the things that we do. We're the subject matter experts in those. And so they pulled us in very early in this design stages so that we could help lead the design of what this would be. And that really started as soon as I got here in 2014. Wow. And that's when the designing started. We broke ground in 2015. There's a shovel on the wall in my office that was used in the groundbreaking and has the date on it there from 2015. And then, as I mentioned to you, it was March of 2017 that we painted our first car. So really, you know, about three-year process of design and then building and then commissioning and launching of the shop. 
it was a long-term commitment for us. It was a lot of long days to get this thing from concept to where it is, but rewarding at the same time. And I know this shop so well because we were here when it was dirt and helped in all of the stages of the planning and then being on the floor as we were building it and then moving it to launch and now to operation. That's fantastic. Let's talk about paint colors for a little bit. Talk about your interaction with the GM people that actually pick the paint color. How does all that come together and do you have some influence in those paint colors? GM has a color studio in Michigan and they actually pick the colors for the car and then they send to us what they would like and we then work on that and work on workability and see is that something we can deliver in the way that they want it to look and sometimes the answer is just a simple yes we can do that and we run our test and we run the validations and it's a long process to get from that to where we are on the final product we've already moved past the new colors that we're launching here for 24 and we're already working on what's coming for 25. And so we stay several years ahead of the process and what's coming. So they pick the colors. Now we'll say that there are things that we can do to adjust or pivot a shade of a color if we think it would be better one way or another. And so we'll do that and we'll say, hey, this is what you ask us for, but this really looks better on the body of the car. Oh, Here's kind of what we did to that. So then we'll show this is how this looks and here's how we think the right way to get that is. And so our goal is to make it look as good as we can for the customer. I will say as we've increased, it was a time when what you could get eight colors on a Corvette and then we went to 10 Then we launched the shop. It was 12 and now it's 14. Well, we know when we do that quantity of colors, they all can't be the best sellers, right? And so one of the things that's really good is having the ability to paint all of these different colors allows us to do more boutique colors, right? Like the cacti that's here for the 24 model year, the new color, you know, that color is not going to challenge torch red for the top (laughs) sales spot, right? It's just not right. And we know that, but because we have the systems available, we can offer colors that appeal to a different segment of the group that says, hey, yeah, I do like that. And I would like one that color. And so we can run that for a couple of years and then bring something else in. And that's one of the things that the shop has allowed us to do is by having those additional systems to let us have more boutique colors and give the customer more choice, right? Because nobody wants the same colors. And so this lets us mix that up. We don't want to have a Model T's here where they're all the same color. That's really cool. Now, Corvette is obviously in 2023 hit a milestone with its 70th anniversary Stingrays and Z06s. As a matter of fact, as you know, I'm a proud owner of a white pearl metallic Stingray coupe myself. But that color is very special because it's the first tricoat color ever offered on Corvette and it's only available on the 70th anniversary cars. Let's talk about that 70th anniversary white pearl metallic and obviously the black metallic color too and the role you played in both of those colors. Sure. Well, the program team wanted to do something special for the 70th anniversary. Sure. And we totally agreed, right? I mean, it's a special thing to have a nameplate running this long. And we wanted to make and help them commemorate the cars with something special. And so the idea came up of having a black and white. And as you mentioned, you know, there was always a desire to have a tricoat on the Corvette. Yeah. Our old paint shop, it was not capable of producing one. Well, when we built this shop, 
it was capable of doing it, right? And it's an extra process because normal cars, you know, there's a primer and then you have base paint and then you have your clear coat. Well, in a tri-coat, of course, you know, we have the primer. Our cars, the default color is gray. So when we get the panel in, it's kind of almost a black primer that's on it. And then we prime them gray for most cars. That's the default color. But we also have a red primer. And obviously, we're using that on the reds and an orange. And then we have white. And so we would use white. The white pearl would have that white primer. But then instead of just a base coat, we have a ground coat and a mid coat and then the clear coat. And that helps give a fluorescent look to the car where you kind of see color as you're looking through the layers of the car. And that's because the color of the car is partially coming from that white prime, partially the ground, partially the mid coat. And that's what kind of gives it that fluorescent look that the car has. We knew that they always wanted that. And what better time to say, yeah, okay, we're ready. We can do it now. Let's go do it, right? Because when we first launched the shop, we didn't want to do that. It's a lot to launch and get everything going. And we didn't want to add in the extra complexity of the tri-coat. But the time was certainly right. We were ready. And what better car to put it on than the 70th anniversary car? I will tell you that for me, it's one of my favorite colors. It's the favorite one we're currently painting. I had a Z06 that I was driving that was a 70th anniversary white pearl. And that was a car that I ordered. And I just loved that car. I thought it was absolutely awesome. And we were involved very much in that one. That's a case where they released the color to us and asked for this. And then as we brought it in and painted it and, and we're doing testing to it, we made some changes to the prime shade that changed the color and the hue of the car from what its original intent was. Huh. And we just really loved loved how it made the car look and we shared it with the program team and like you know hey how do you like this one and they're like oh yeah no we like it like that we want you to do it like that and so we were able to do that and when you you know that felt really great because you know that's a special car and for us to be able to help tint that shade for it it's not like any other white pearls that are in the gm portfolio so if you park it next to an escalator a denali you'll see it's not the same we know that our customer would like that having that unique color palette and we just think it looks so good on the car I'm, I'm really really happy with the way that color turned out that we were able to deliver that one buddy i love the color i love the car and i love the uniqueness and the specialness of it with that 70th anniversary you hit a grand slam with that not just a home run but a grand slam that's great thank you sure hey do you see any room for improvement with this upgraded paint job for sure I would tell you that myself and my team, we believe in continuous improvement and we work every day, every week to make the car better, right? And sometimes it's things we can do within our current processes or equipment. And sometimes we need to add systems or technology like we did with adding additional systems so that we could increase the number of paint colors. Because when we launched the shop, we only had enough to do 12 colors. And then since we launched it, we added three more systems so that we could take the color palette up to 15. Now, when you have a tri-coat that takes two of those systems so that's why we're at 14. Gotcha. But we fully embrace the technology and we're always looking for what's next. We have a recent visit by Mary Barra, our CEO of General Motors as you know, and one of the things that we did was take her into our paint shop 
and show her some of the innovative things that my team here has developed. That's such a proud moment for me to be able to show our leadership team what technology it is that we're developing here in Bowling Green. That's a great thing to show off the innovation. And so, yeah, I'm always looking for what's next. So I'm sure there'll be additional improvements coming. Wow, that's awesome. Rubbing elbows with the CEO. That's pretty damn cool. (laughs) (laughs) Buddy, now the plant tours have reopened. What will visitors see when they come through the paint shop at Bowling Green Assembly Plant? When we designed the shop, we actually made a corridor, a tour corridor. You're very familiar. You've seen this corridor that we put in. Yes. Our thought was we want to give people a window to the world of paint, right? So customers, they can't come in our paint shop due to contamination concerns, right? Right. So all the people in paint have to have the lint-free blue suits. They have to have special hats or hair nets. They have to go through a crater testing process. We regulate what personal hygiene products they wear. All things to keep contamination from people away from the car. So we couldn't let people in, right? But we want them to see. And so what we did, what they'll get to see, and we've added to this even since the tours have opened. So if any of your listeners were here a number of months ago and said, well, I didn't see that thing. Well, that's because we keep adding to what's over there. We have a video that shows the entire process that we show to the visitors when they're there. And then you actually get to see in one of our color booths, you're actually looking at color booth three. And we put glass walls going down the side so that you can watch the robots applying base paint to the car. So that's a cool thing that people like to be able to enjoy seeing. The paint layering process that I explained to you where we have the supplier prime, then ours, then the base paint, or in the case of a tri-coat, the ground and the mid coat and then the clear coat we have panels that show that different layering on the wall so that you can see that and see how those are layered into a panel we recently added samples of all of our colors so we have painted little models of all of the colors there so that the customer can see them and i've recently added a new section of upcoming colors that shows the new colors that are coming for a given model year so once the colors announced that it's released then we'll put it up on the wall over there so that people can see that. And I see a lot of customers looking at that and looking at the different colors that are over there. I think that's really a good thing. There's a hood over there that's behind the glass that came from the number 24 Henrik Motorsports Exalta Chevrolet that's driven by William Byron. So Exalta is our paint supplier. And as you know, Rick Henrik is a huge fan of Corvettes, and he's here frequently since he buys the first VIN of all the cars. He gave us that hood, and himself and William Byron, who was also here, signed it. And it's a hood that was on the car actually last year in the NASCAR playoffs, and it's signed, and it's over there for people to see. We got a bell applicator off one of our robots over there so people can see what's on the end of the robot. And so I think that we've put a lot of things over there to help show people what's going on in paint, what's actually happening inside of there. And so it was recently voted, they did a survey of guests visiting the plant. It was recently awarded the best tour stop. So our guests told us that this is the stop that they liked the most and got the most value from. So I'm proud of that, right? That they get to see a window to the paint world and then that they really enjoyed it. You know, that's important for us. I loved watching the robots paint the panels and looking at the colors on the wall. That was fantastic, buddy. Yeah. And then there's one more thing over there, too, that I wanted to mention. It's kind of a funny story. You know, when you talked about during the construction process, 
you know, I would be out in the shop and I would walk the shop with the construction manager. And obviously when I would see something that wasn't right or that I didn't like, I would say, hey, what's this? What do we got here? And when we built this, the first piece of steel that we put up on the shop was in the northeast corner of the shop. And we signed it before the piece of steel got put into position. Wow. And so we're walking the shop and we're over there and I'm looking at the column and I said, wait a minute, where's the first piece of steel that we put up? I thought it was this one, but it can't be this one because this doesn't have any signatures on it. The construction manager said, oh, Chuck, the dumb painters. And I said, what? Dumb painters? No. I run the paint shop. You just called the painters dumb. And he said, not your painters, the ones that painted the columns. He said, they painted over your signatures. And I was like, well, that's terrible. <laughs> he said, well, get a pen and re-sign it. I go, no, that's not the same thing. And then he said, oh, wait. He goes, I have a better idea. He said, we're getting ready to pour the concrete in the tour area. He said, we'll put your handprints in the concrete over there, and then they'll always be there. They'll never have to worry about them getting painted. So over there in the tour area, in the cement, you'll see the handprints of myself and some of the paint launch team in the cement. And then after we did that and shop opened up and we started to bring tours in, it was like, you know, people don't even notice that those are there. So we had the idea and said, well, we need to put a sign there so that folks know, looked out and, and here's what this is. So they asked me, they said, well, what do you want on the sign? And we'll make a sign and we'll put it here. Nice. So if I can, I'll read you what I wrote here, because I think this is a really good summary of the process here for us. I put in the concrete below, you will see the handprints and initials of some of the team that turned the dream of this paint shop into reality. Along the way, we learned it is harder to build a machine that builds the machines than it is to build the machine itself. But through dedication, perseverance, and teamwork, we prevailed. It took over 2 million man hours to design, construct, and commission this paint shop. Doing so has been the highlight of our careers. It has been truly a rewarding experience to know that we are a small part of the Corvette history as we built the machine that will paint the dreams of tomorrow. That's fantastic. That is outstanding. Yeah. You know, so when I'm gone from here and off to whatever's next, and I'm not planning to go anywhere, so don't anybody read into that. But eventually, when I leave here, I can say, yeah, you know, my fingerprints are on that literally and figuratively <laughs> based on putting them over there. And so it's really been that great moment of pride for myself and my team. I got a great team here. I'm blessed to have that. And they've done a really good job. And I think we've done a good job with the launch of this shop and with the car. But that's fantastic. What a great story. Chuck, thank you so much for taking time to be on Corvette today. This has been fantastic. Well, that's great, Stephen. Thanks for having me on, and I hope it was good information for the listeners. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, and please be sure to tell your family, friends, and other Corvette enthusiasts about the Corvette Today podcast. And thanks to our sponsors. Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Visit wheelcraft.com to learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or offer a wheel exchange for most models, and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com today or call 833-840-5334. Soul Performance Products at soulpp.com, the official exhaust of Corvette today. True Wealth and Company at retirewithtrue.com. Also, Aerolari Wheels. Get $100 off your purchase with the new promo code CT111 at aerolari.com. And Hendrick Chevrolet in Kansas City at chevyusa.com. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. 
If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.